the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. What kinds of qualities should we as godly fathers have? Listen in today as Pastor Draper speaks from the subject, The Qualities of a Righteous Father. He'll be teaching from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. Genesis chapter 6, verse 9. The title of this message is Qualities of a Righteous Father. Qualities of a Righteous Father. The life of Noah is a marvelous illustration of what it means to live holy in the midst of a perverted and wicked generation. The Lord saw the wickedness of man, and it was so great on the earth, and every intent and thought of man's heart was continually evil in Genesis chapter 6. God created man, God created all the things of this world, and God blessed man in a wonderful way. But then we see man deteriorating spiritually. We see him doing all kind of atrocious, wicked things before the face of God. And so therefore, in Genesis chapter 6, verse 7, it says, So the Lord said, I will blot out man whom I have created from the face of the land, man and animals. Animals suffered because of the sins of man. And creeping things and birds of the heavens, for I am sorry that I made them. However, God found favor in Noah. He found Noah to be a faithful and righteous man and purposed to save Noah and his family from the imminent judgment of a worldwide flood that would soon come upon the earth. The scripture says in Genesis 6, 9, Noah was a righteous man, the only blameless person living on earth at that time. Look at that. And he walked in close fellowship with God. I'm preaching on the qualities of a righteous father. Nor remained true to God and lived a righteous life in the midst of an increasingly corrupt and evil world. And just as Noah was a righteous man, it is God's desire that all Christian men, all Christian husbands and fathers live as righteous men. What America is in dire need of today, my friends, is righteous men who would rise up to take his stand and function in our God-given role for the sake of the family, for the sake of the church, and for the sake of America. Many families are dysfunctional. They've been shattered by divorce and are in despair. Families are in a crisis because of bad financial decisions, infidelity, health challenges, You have so many families that are stressed out, under pressure, 
And then you have absentee parents because of long hours in the workplace, leaving the children at home to fend for themselves. Homes are filled with anger. Homes are filled with rage. Homes are filled with tension and strife, confusion and bitterness. The God-ordained institution of marriage is being relentlessly attacked, devalued, and even redefined as we know it today. Many families in America today uh, do not have a holy Bible, do not pray, and are unchurched and even unsaved. It's just amazing all the lost folk my wife and I saw as we just moved around Europe no one blessed food. People could care less about God. No God conscientiousness. Even, not only in America, but around the world. Is ever a time a righteous man need to stand, rise up, is right now, and be the solution to affect change in his family and America right now? What is a righteous man? What is a righteous man? A righteous man is one who has Purity of heart and life. A righteous man is one who has purity of heart and life. His life is brought into conformity to the divine law of God. Let me repeat that because that's really critical. A righteous man is one who has what? Purity of heart and life. His life is brought into conformity to the divine law of Almighty God. He is one who does what is just and right in the sight of God. This is a righteous man. And based on that definition, man, are you righteous men of God? What made Noah a righteous man? Wickedness on the left, wickedness on the right, to the north, south, east, and west. Sin was so pervasive in Noah's day and yet Noah was a righteous man in that kind of culture. Genesis 6, 9 says, Noah was a righteous man. You need to underline that. Don't be afraid to write in your Bible. Genesis 6, 9 says, Noah was a righteous man. The only blameless person living on earth at the time. And look what it says. And he walked. Walk means lived in close fellowship with God. I'd like to say something. I hang a couple of points on that, on that verse. It is impossible to live righteously apart from, first of all, being in Christ. If you're not in Christ, it is impossible to be righteous because you have to have the righteousness of Christ. You have to be clothed with the righteousness of God before you can live righteously. You got to be saved. There's no such thing as, as not being saved and being righteous. You must first be saved, and then and only then can you live in an intimate, authentic relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. The second thing I'd like to say about this verse in Genesis 6, 9 is that even though we love God, and I know many of us men, we are pursuing God, and I know many of you today, and low with myself, we're trying to live righteously, we're trying to be godly, but I'm going to tell you something, we've all sinned even at our best. We've all missed the mark, even at our best. We've all fallen short of the glory of God, even though we try as hard as we can. Romans 3.23 says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. 
Noah found favor in the sight of God and was righteous. He was a righteous man, a blameless man. However, he himself was not exempt from sin, even though he found favor with God. He said, what do you mean? Well, all you got to do is look at Genesis chapter 9, verses 20 through 22 in the New Living Translation. I'll read it in that particular translation. Genesis 9, 20 through 22, it says, After the flood, Noah began to cultivate the ground, and he planted a vineyard. One day he drank some wine he had made, and he became drunk and lay naked inside his tent. Don't think you're so righteous that you can't sin. It doesn't matter how holy you think you are, we've still missed the mark. And if it wasn't for the grace of God, we would all be damned and wiped out. What made Noah a righteous man? Number two, Noah was righteous because he listened and obeyed the voice of God. Man, that's what we need today. Fathers, that's what we need today. Men, that's what we need today. We need men who will listen and obey the voice of God. That's our only hope for the family. It is our only hope for America. Is that we have men that would so fall in love with God that they would obey his voice. Let's look at God's instruction. In Genesis chapter 6 verses 13 through 14a, you have God's instruction. Look at Genesis 6, verses 13 and 14a, God's instruction. And God said to Noah, the end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them, and behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Verse 14, look, he's given instruction. Noah, make yourself an ark of gopher wood. That's God's instructions. Look at, look at Noah's obedience as found in Genesis chapter 6, verse 22. You have Noah's obedience. Thus Noah did. Need to underline that. God instructed. Now you see in Genesis 6.22, it says in the first part of verse 22, thus Noah did according to all, not some. He, he didn't have do because that, that would have been terrible. He would have been wiped out. According to all that God commanded him, Noah, so he did. Look at Genesis 7 and 1, and you'll see uh, Noah following instructions. So we'll look at 12 and 13 and 15 through 16. Then the Lord said to Noah, come into the ark, you and all your household, because I have seen that you are a righteous, that you are righteous before me in this generation. Verse 12, and the rain was on the earth for 40 days and 40 nights. On the very same day, Noah and Noah's sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, and Noah's wives, and Noah's wife, and and the three wives of his sons with them entered the ark. You see, in obedience to God. Look at verse 15. And they went into the, the ark to Noah, even the animals two by two. It's amazing how the animals obey God when men have, a trouble, have trouble obeying God. Of all flesh which breathe out life. Verse 16. So those that entered, look, male and what? Female. Now, if you're going to reproduce after the flood, you got to be what? Male and female. They weren't walking there male and male and female and female. All right? Like they're trying to do today. We wouldn't have a population. Underline that. So those that entered, male and female, 
of all flesh went in as God had commanded, and the Lord shut him in. Let me tell you something. When the Lord want to take care of you in the midst of a storm, God knows how to shut you in, how to hedge you in. Hell can be all around you, but God knows how to keep you in the midst of the storm. Join us today as Pastor Draper continues the message, The Qualities of a Righteous Father. We'll be teaching from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. I'm going to tell you something about, so, so you had God's instruction, Noah's obedience, and there's something I want to say of profound significance there. Obeying the voice of God, men, is so critical in life because it is the difference. Obeying The voice of God is so critical in life because it is the difference between experiencing success or failure. It is the difference between experiencing blessings or chastening. Obeying the voice of God is the difference between progress and regress. And obeying the voice of God is the difference between experiencing life and death. Noah's obedience to God saved not only himself, his obedience saved his entire family. And let me tell you something, men. You don't see your family blessed of God. You need to obey God from the top. Some men want their wives to submit to them, but you don't even know how to submit to God. And what God is saying here, according to his word, is that obedience will save your life if you adhere to the voice of God. Number three, what made Noah righteous? Noah was righteous because he was a man of faith. He was a man of faith. Hebrews 11 and 7 says, Hebrews chapter 11 verse 7 says, by faith Noah being divinely warned of the things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. Let me tell you something about this faith business. Noah was righteous because he was a man of faith. Noah believed God by faith in spite of his skeptics, in spite of his critics. What you doing, Noah? Can you see the people around him? I'm building the ark. Who told you to build the ark? God? God? What is the ark for, Noah? The coming judgment. Who is he going to judge? You. How's the judgment going to come, Noah? It's going to rain. Mm. It was Noah's faith huh, that saved not only Noah, but his family. And let me tell you something, men, it is, and women, it is only through your personal faith in Christ alone that will save your life. It is only through your personal faith in Christ alone that will save your life. Noah's faith was critical. Noah believed that the flood would come even though he had not seen one drop of rain. You know, he believed that it would rain even though he had not seen rain. That's called what? Faith. Which tells us today that we need to believe God even when we don't see the immediate results in our lives. We need to believe God 
when our spouse is still out of order after you've been praying for years for your spouse. You need to keep blaming God when you don't see nothing in your children. When, when more you, as a matter of fact, the more you pray, the worse they get. Believe, keep on believing God for your grandchildren. Keep on believing God for a healthy relationship with your siblings, your brothers and sisters, and your extended family. Don't stop trusting God because you don't see immediate results. God is at work even when we don't understand. What are the qualities of a righteous father? What are the qualities of a righteous father? You need to write these down. They are so critical. This is a prescription for a healthy family. You know, like you want to see your body healthy and you you take the doctor's prescription so that you can be brought to health and wellness. Well, if you want your family to be brought to, to a, into a state of health and wellness, you need to write the qualities down of a righteous father. Number one, a righteous man, a righteous father is a saved man. A righteous man and father is a saved man. He is one who has experienced the transforming, saving power of Jesus Christ. He has God-like qualities and is a man after God's own heart. I repeat, that is so critical to being a godly father. A righteous man and father is a what? A saved man. He is one who has experienced the transforming, saving power of Jesus Christ. He has God-like qualities and is, and is a man after God's own heart. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. But with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Number two. Oh, what are the qualities of a righteous father? A righteous father is a praying man. Say praying man. It is critical for us to have a private altar, a private altar that we frequent in our homes. Then take our burden to the Lord and leave them there. The reason so many men are uh, are exploding in the homes, the reason so many men are seeking revenge, I've never seen so many angry men in all of my ministry in life. The reason so many men are harboring hate and racism and being abusive to their wives and children is because they don't have an altar, which is that quiet, solitary place where he frequently gets with God alone and spend quality time in the presence of God. You see, when we get along with God, we must first put ourselves on the altar which helps us to minister to our families more effectively. You need to put yourself on the altar first in order to minister more effectively to your families. Prayer turns, you know, if if you're a praying man, as God really wants you to be, you know what prayer will do? Prayer turns selfishness into selflessness. Prayer turns harshness, men, into gentleness. Prayer turns meanness into kindness. Prayer turns rebellion into obedience. You got to pray because prayer turns abuse into a ministry of encouragement. Men, where is your prayer closet? Men, where is your altar? Matthew 6, 6 says, But you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your father who is in the secret place, and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything 
to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Men, what kind of home would your home be if you were to take everything to God in prayer? Here's the third quality of a righteous father, a righteous man. A righteous man will identify, take captive, kick out, and reject every negative, rebellious, and satanic thought at the point of entry in his mind. I reiterate, a righteous man will what? Identify, he will take captive, kick out, and reject every negative, rebellious, and satanic thought at the point of entry in his mind. In other other words, we must refuse to dwell, we must refuse to meditate or even linger on any thought that has been planted in our minds from Satan, from who is our enemy. There will be thoughts that will come into your mind, and and, and you must deal with that thought at the point of entry. As a matter of fact, fight it before it gets into the mind, because once it gets into the mind, once that thought lingers, it catches root. And it begins to take over your mind and bring your life down. When when Satan has the mind, he has the man. Satan has the mind, he has the woman. Satan has the mind, he has the child. 2 Corinthians 10, 4 and 5 says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God, for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. How many of you have had satanic thoughts, negative thoughts, no good thoughts to intrude your mind? And if you haven't, you're lying. You thought perfect about perfectly about everybody. You thought right, correct all the time. No temptation entered your mind that stayed there a moment too long. And you're going to sit in the church today as if you are holy rolling. I don't think so. When you identify that that thought is not of God, you capture that thought and by the, you arrest that thought and the, by the power of the Holy Ghost, you kick that thought out by the power of God. If you don't, you're going to be a messed up man, a messed up woman, and it all starts in the mind. Another quality of a godly and righteous father is this. Number four, a righteous father takes pleasure in bringing his family to the house of God. You, you, it's sheer delight for you to bring your family to the house of God. Psalms 26, 8 says, Lord, I love the inhabitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Psalms 122, 1 says, I was glad when they said to me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Every time you have an opportunity to go into the house of the Lord, you ought to be thankful. You see, my friends, a sure sign of spiritual regression is when you attend church only when it's convenient to you. Only when the spurs lose out. Mm-hmm. Sometimes God dismiss them sooner because y'all can't pray. Uh-huh. You stay home and miss church. Won't come to communion. Won't come to anything. Uh, the spurs are on. The spurs is not your savior. You at church now, the spurs are gone. You only attend ch- church when, it, when, you're, when you're in a crisis. You're, your family's in a mess. 
Or you attend on a special day like Easter, Mother's Day, Father's Day, or some baby blessing or dedication. If you don't have a made-up mind to gather with God's people, with, with an assembly of believers in the Lord's house on the Lord's day, you'll not get here with so much competing with the church today. There's so much stuff to keep you from coming to church if you don't have a made-up mind to come into the house of God to worship God with the people of God on the Lord's day. There's a lot to keep you at home, including your pillow. Hebrews 10, 24 and 25 says, and let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking of assembling of ourselves together and is the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. I've never met my wife and I when we were just touring all around uh, uh, Europe. I've never met so many people that say, I don't believe in the institution of church. So they kept saying, I don't believe. I don't believe you have to go to church. I say, what? What? You, listen, uh, the church, going to church is not an option. Going to worship God in the house of God is a command of God. We need to obey his commandments. Your children don't have an option whether they want to go to school or not. And there are consequences if they don't. Listen, there are consequences if you don't take being a good attendee in the house of God. If you don't take that to heart in obedience, God will chasten those he loved because of your negligence of absenteeism. Won't y'all say amen? Another quality of a righteous man, a righteous man and father will teach his children the Bible and model Christ before them. A righteous man will, will teach his children the Bible and model Christ before them. Deuteronomy chapter 4, verses 9 and 10. It says, only take heed to yourself and diligently keep yourself, lest you forget the things your eyes have seen, and lest they depart from your heart and all the days of your life. You've been listening to Rander Draper, pastor of Maranatha Bible Church, located in Converse, Texas. As you can see, the Bible has the answer to everything we face in this life if we are willing to take heed and apply it. God's word is true and will not fail us. We fail if we choose to handle these matters our way instead of God's way. Only when we handle these matters God's way do we find complete peace and rebuilding of relationships that can be or have been destroyed. If you have been blessed by this type of teaching by Pastor Rander Draper, you are welcome to join us at Maranatha Bible Church, located in Converse, Texas. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.